Good morning. Welcome to BCF Church. For the past few weeks, we've been in this series, But Why? Answering your tough questions. And a couple months ago, we put the survey out to our community, and we asked you to send your questions, but we also had some that you could vote on. And we were surprised that this was one of your top questions. If God knows everything, why do I have to pray or talk to Him at all? Does prayer even work? One of my heroes is a man named George Mueller. George Mueller lived in England in the 1800s. And during that time in the 1800s, the situation for orphans was really, really bad. He would see orphans often living on the streets. And because there was very few government-funded orphanages, and the government orphanages that existed were really bad. The orphans were horribly mistreated. And so God put it on George Mueller's heart, I want to start an orphanage. Now, he had no money. All he had was a lot of faith. And so George Mueller believed God is going to provide. And he started this orphanage, and he never asked for money. He never told people what his needs were. He never borrowed money. He only ever prayed and talked to his Father in heaven, and he saw God provide. This one time, his orphanage at that time had about 300 children living there. They all gathered around the breakfast table one morning, and there was no food. And George said, let's pray like we always do, and thank God for the food that he's going to provide. So they prayed, and they said, God, thank you for providing for our breakfast. We need to get to school. Amen. Still no food. But there was a knock at the door. They went to the door, and there at the front door was the baker. The baker said, Mr. Mueller, last night God put it on my heart. I, I just needed to do this. I woke up early this morning, and we made three extra batches of bread because God put it on my heart to feed the orphans this morning. Now, God knew the night before. That's not even it. That's not even it. God knew they needed bread. Well, guess what? They also needed some milk. Next thing you know, there's another knock at the door. This time, it's the milkman. Now, at the time, you didn't buy your milk at the grocery store. The milkman would bring milk to you. But the milkman, his cart broke down in front of the orphanage, and he said, Mr. Mueller, all this milk is going to go bad. Do you think the orphans would like some? Yes! God provided bread and milk for the orphans. And this was just one of many stories of how God provided for George Mueller throughout his lifetime. That was 200 years ago. Will God still do that today? Yes, I believe he will. I'd like you to take out your notes. I want to invite you to follow along. For our friends watching online, your host will post a link in the chat. We also have the Bible app. You can scan that QR code and follow along. Because last week we talked about the Bible. And we shared how we can trust the Bible is God's word. Today, everything I have to share with you about prayer is from God's Word, the Bible. By the way, if you missed last week's message, please watch online. I would like you to hear that. Today, we're going to talk about prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is simply 
talking to God. It's not this religious ceremony where you need to know the right words and light a bunch of candles and do something to get God to hear you. Prayer is simply talking to God. Here's what Jesus said. He said, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Saying, you know, don't stand on the street corners, don't make a big fuss, you don't need to have some memorized prayer. Go away in private, talk to your Father in private. He says, then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Prayer is simply talking to God. And God wants to hear from you. Today, I want to share five important truths about prayer. And many of these truths go against what maybe we were raised, maybe how we operate when it comes to prayer. Five important truths about prayer from the Bible. First, prayer is more about relationship than information. People ask, well, do I need to pray? Does God need to know what's going on in my life? God sees everything. He knows what's happening in your life. Why do we pray? Because prayer is about relationship. And relationships require communication. I remember years ago, I was getting to know this girl named Gianna. And I was a single young man. We started dating. And I remember we would talk on the phone late into the night. Now, at the time, I still lived with my parents. We had this huge, sprawling house. The bedrooms were way over on one end of the house. The kitchen was all the way over on the other end of the house. And so late at night, so I wouldn't wake anyone up, I would go to the kitchen. I remember lying on the floor of the kitchen, talking late into the night to this girl. I never wanted to stop talking to her. You know, after 13 years of marriage, we start to get a little more comfortable with each other. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But sometimes we grow so comfortable, we don't talk to each other. You know, I come home from work, you know, give her a kiss, uh, say hello, eat dinner, watch some TV, go to bed, rinse, repeat, and we forget to talk. Or when we do talk, it's this information dump, like, hey, how was your day? Well, I just got back from church, and, you know, I'm dealing with this situation, and putting out these fires, and dealing with this crisis, and now I'm home, and I'm ready to crash. How was your day? That's not communication. That's an info dump. And when we don't have communication, our relationship suffers. You know, the same is true with our relationship with God. He wants to communicate with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants a relationship with us. Here's what Jesus said. When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. The Gentiles were the people who didn't know God. He said they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. And so they had these memorized prayers that they would repeat over and over again like this memorized mantra. And they were hoping that some God out there somewhere will listen to them if they just pray this prayer often enough. And Jesus said, no, your father wants to hear you. He wants your voice. Jesus says, don't be like them. Your father knows exactly what you need before you ask him. He already knows what you need. He wants to talk to you. Prayer is about relationship. The Bible says Jesus often 
slipped away to be alone so he could pray. If you have a pen or pencil, I want you to circle that word often. So while Jesus would teach the crowds and he would teach his disciples and he was doing miracles and he was traveling around, often Jesus said, hey guys, I need to leave. I need to go check in with my dad. I want to talk with my father. Not because God didn't know what Jesus was up to and he's like, hey dad, let me tell you what's going on. No, it's because he has a relationship with his father and he's modeling for you and me. This is what a relationship with your heavenly father looks like spending time talking with him. Prayer is about a relationship. Second, prayer is about surrendering my will to God. It's not about bending God's will to mine. And sometimes we think, man, if I can just pray the right prayers and if I pray hard enough and long enough and I just do the right things, I can get God to do what I want him to do. That's not prayer. Prayer is saying, God, I want what you want. This is what Jesus taught us. He said, pray like this. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And maybe you recognize that phrase. It's from the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And sometimes we pray that over and over again without thinking about it. What we're saying when we're we're praying that, we're saying, God, you've got a perfect plan. You're up in heaven and you have a perfect plan of what life should look like and how things should go. And we're saying, God, your plan is perfect. My plan isn't. We're saying, God, I want your plan. In fact, God, I want you to use me for your plan. We want God's plan, not our plan. Because God's plan is perfect. But God's plan is not my plan. For many years, my brother Dallas was separated from our family. I have to understand, Dallas is just three years younger than me. We grew up doing everything together. We played together. We, we played Legos together. We played video games together. We played outside. We talked about everything. And we were homeschooled, so he was also my classmate. So we're together all the time. He is my best friend. But when we were in our 20s, something happened. He got involved with a young lady. And he completely cut his family off. He didn't invite me to his wedding. He didn't come to my wedding. For many years, he didn't meet my children. And he was my best friend, and I was heartbroken, and I prayed over and over saying, God, please heal this relationship. God, please bring him back to us. God, please change this situation. And he didn't. And I had to surrender my brother to God. I had to say, God, yes, he's my brother, but God, he's your child. And maybe you need to do that. Maybe you have some children who are disconnected from you and say, God, you love these kids more than I do. God, you love my spouse more than I do. God, I give them to you. I had to surrender my brother to God. 
you know, Jesus had to do the same thing. The night that Jesus went to the cross, he prayed in the garden. He got down on his knees. He was sweating drops of blood, and he's saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering away from me. Jesus is saying, I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to be tortured. I don't want to be executed. I don't want to be separated from you, Father. But then he said this, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Now you think if Jesus, if Jesus prays, the Father is going to say yes. If God's going to answer anyone's prayers, it's going to be his own son, Jesus. But Jesus said, Father, not my will. And it was the Father's will for Jesus to die. The Father knew this was the only way that we could be forgiven, that our sins could be washed away. The only way was for Jesus to die in our place on the cross. And he rose again from the dead. And then the Bible says, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. God gave him a name above all other names that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, God's perfect plan was for Jesus to die in our place, rise from the dead. And now Jesus is above everything. He is King and He is Lord because God's plan is perfect. Prayer is about relationship Prayer is about surrendering to God's plan. Third truth, prayer is about daily communication rather than a last resort. Daily communication. I know sometimes we treat prayer like it's the last resort. Like, you know, break glass in case of emergency. God, I've got no other options, so now I'm going to pray. Instead of talking to God first. Says prayer is not your last option. Prayer should be your first option. James, the half-brother of Jesus, he wrote this. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. He, said, he doesn't say, hey, do all these other things, and then if nothing else works, then talk to God. He said, no, your first thing, pray, talk to God. But you know, God doesn't just want to hear from us when things are going bad. James also said, are any of you happy? You should sing praises. See, God wants to hear from you all the time, everyday communication. When things are going bad, Father, help. When things are going great, Father, praise you. Uh, Nathan mentioned this earlier. Remember that crazy electrical storm we had Friday night, Saturday morning? Yeah, woke me up in the middle of the night. Well, apparently it hit our worship center too. First service, Half of the power was out. All the house lights were out. The AC was out. And I'm saying, God, please help. And in the middle of the service, not in the middle of the service, in between services, the power's back. AC is back. So we pray. Let's praise. God, you did this. Why? I don't know. But God is good and he has a good plan. He wants to hear from us daily. I told you earlier about George Mueller. George Mueller was this incredible man of faith, fed thousands of orphans only by his faith in God. And I thought, man, I want faith like that. He was an incredible prayer warrior. When he prayed, 
God would answer. So I was surprised to discover this week, I was reading about George Mueller and his prayer life. For the first 10 years of George's relationship with God, his prayer life was not great. And George would get down on his knees and he would pray for half an hour, an hour sometimes, trying to get his mind in the right state of mind so he could talk to God. And his mind would wander and he would be thinking about different things. You ever been like that? You know, you try to pray and your mind just goes everywhere else. Honestly, after five minutes of that, I tend to give up. George would pray for half an hour, an hour, and finally got to get his mind focused on God. But you know what he discovered? And this changed his prayer life. He discovered instead of starting by trying to focus his mind on God, he started by reading God's Word. See, because prayer is it's a conversation. And I shared last week, the Bible is God's Word. And it, the Holy Spirit, as we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through God's Word. And so George Mueller discovered as he would read God's Word first... And then he would talk to God about what he read. It changed his prayer life. Suddenly he realized prayer is not just me talking to God. Prayer is a conversation. God talks to me and I talk back. Last week I challenged you with a Bible reading plan and so many of you signed up. I'm so proud of you. Now I want you to take that next step. As you read God's word every day and say, God, speak to me, then talk back to God. Prayer is a conversation. It's daily communication. Fourth truth I've learned about prayer. Prayer is about trusting God's timing instead of my timing. If it were up to my timing, God would have fixed the power before the first service. <laughs> prayer is about God's timing. And, and sometimes, though, we treat God like he's this, you know, cosmic vending machine. You know, I just put in the right amount of prayers and I say the right words and then God gives me what I want when I want it. But God doesn't work like that. We see sometimes Jesus say things that make us think, oh man, I, if I just pray the right prayers, God will give me what I want. Jesus said, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So the Son can bring glory to the Father. And then he repeats it. He says, yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And sometimes we read that and we think, wow, that sounds like an awesome deal. In Jesus' name, please give me a Chevy Corvette Stingray. I don't even care about the year, God. So I want to go check the parking lot, see if a Corvette popped up. Tell me I'm not the only one who's done that, right? But that's not what in Jesus' name means. In Jesus' name is not this magical phrase that if I say this, God has to do what I want. In Jesus' name means, first of all, I put my trust in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name means I've surrendered my desires to Jesus' desires. And I'm saying, Jesus, I want the things you want. In Jesus' name means, Jesus, whatever I'm asking for, I want it to make you happy not just me. Here's what I've discovered. God always gives me everything I need exactly when I need it. 
But God does not give me everything I want exactly when I want it. For many years, when I was a single young man, I prayed, and I prayed for a wife. I said, God, I don't want to be alone. God, I want someone in my life. And you know, some of my prayers were selfish. I just wanted someone for me. But much of my prayer was godly. I'm saying, God, I'm in full-time ministry. God, I need a partner, someone who will help me serve, serve you better. God, I, I need someone. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And you know what did not happen? The skies did not just open up and... Here comes my wife floating down from heaven. And I catch her. It's like, oh, here's my perfect soulmate. That doesn't happen. Because it was God's timing. And as I prayed and I prayed, God started to change my heart. Because I realized it's not just about praying that God brings what I want when I want it. I realized this is an actual person. God, I believe in faith that she is out there somewhere. And so I started praying for her. I started praying that she would have the experiences I'm having. She would be surrendering her life to Jesus Christ. That she would be reading her Bible and getting to know Jesus better and falling in love with Jesus. And I prayed these things for her. And what I didn't know is that there was a young lady from Brownsville, Texas living in Iowa, of all places. And in Iowa, she's meeting Jesus Christ in college. And, and as she starts her first job in Iowa, she's learning to surrender things to Jesus Christ. And as she becomes a teacher, and she starts this teaching career, she's also learning to read her Bible, and she's falling in love with Jesus. All these things I'm praying for her, and I don't even know her. And then at the perfect time, God calls her back to Brownsville. She didn't want to come. She came back kicking and screaming. And God brings her to BCF Church. Even better, God brings her to the Bible study small group that I was a part of. We were meeting in a friend's home, and, and one night the doorbell rings. It's small group time. I go and answer the door, and there she is. And my first impression of Gianna... Short, very curly hair, very firm handshake. <laughs> Y'all, I'm a bit dense, okay? But over the next few months, as I get to know her, God starts to tell me, hey, Bo, this is everything you asked me for. God brought the perfect person in my life, not when I wanted it. He brought the perfect person when I needed her. And friends, I could not be up here today teaching you without this lady in my life. God's timing is perfect. What is prayer? Prayer is about a relationship. Prayer is about surrendering. Prayer is about daily communication. But prayer is about trusting God's timing. There are some prayers... God will only answer if we keep on asking him. Here's what Jesus said. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Jesus said, keep on seeking. Remember, it's not just about telling God what I want. It's about a relationship. 
He said, keep on seeking, surrendering to the Father, saying, God, what you want, not what I want. Keep on knocking, but also remembering, God, your timing is perfect. Jesus said, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Don't stop asking. I told you about my brother, Dallas. I surrendered my brother to God, but I didn't stop praying for him. Now, sometimes a few months, maybe even a year would go by and I would forget to pray for him, but God would bring him to mind again and I would pray for him again, say, God, please restore our relationship. About seven years after Dallas cut me out of his life, he reached out to me. He said, hey, I want to get together. And he came over to my house one evening and we talked and we cried and he asked forgiveness and I asked forgiveness for to say I could have done things better and God restored this relationship. I have my brother back. And next month, my brother's getting married to a lovely woman who encourages him and challenges him and pushes him to be connected to his family. And guess who's performing the wedding ceremony? Yeah. Friends, there is no limit to what God can do if we keep on asking. We surrender to him. We say, God, your timing's perfect. God, I want what you want. But we keep on asking. But remember, the thing that God really wants is our hearts. Now, maybe you're saying, well, that's nice for you, Bo. Of course, you're a pastor. God answers your prayers. No, there are a lot of things I am still praying about. In fact, next week, this is what we're talking about. What do you do when God says no? What do you do when God says wait? Or you don't hear the answer for years and years. How do you keep trusting him? But we've learned prayer is about a relationship. God wants your heart. The Bible says this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, God created us to love us. He created us to have a relationship with him, but our sins separated us from him. And God loved us so much. He said, no, I've got a plan to bring you back. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why he had to die. And that's why he rose again from the dead so we could be forgiven. See, God wants a relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to know you. If you don't have a relationship with him today, love to introduce you to him. I'm going to put a prayer up here on the screen. Just remember that there's nothing magical about the words. It's talking to God and meaning what you're saying in your heart. But tell Jesus something like this. Say, dear Jesus, I need you. Say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you love me. I believe you died for me. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. And then say, Jesus, please forgive me.
forgive me for my sins. Jesus, please come into my life and change me. If you invite him to come in, he will come in. Say, Jesus, be my Lord. That simply means be the owner of my life. I'm surrendering to you. If you invite him to come in today, he will come in. He will change you. He will start that relationship with you. Just tell him that right now. Say, Jesus, be my Lord. Maybe there's a situation in your life where you have a desperate need. Would you let us pray with you? Today on your connection card, you can let us know how we can pray for you. And we pray for you throughout the week. For those of you watching online, there's a place to share, and the host will share a link where you can share your prayer requests with us. But I don't know, some of you are saying, I need some prayer right now. I've been praying for years and years and years, and I keep on asking, and you want someone to pray with you today. Here's what James writes. He says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church. That means church leaders. He says, ask them to come and pray for you. Such prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. We'd love to pray with you right now. In a moment, we're going to sing another worship song. Our ushers will pass the offering baskets because part of our worship is saying, God, I'm giving back to you. I'm trusting you. But as the band plays and, and as the offering basket is passed, I'm asking some of our ministry leaders to stand up here in the front. And if you need prayer today, after the basket passes, I want to invite you to come and pray with them. Maybe there's some sin in your life that's separating you from God. Remember, our relationship, prayer is all about relationship. And when we sin, it breaks our relationship with God. And that's why James writes, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So maybe if there's something wrong in your life, you'd come and pray with one of our ministry leaders. I'm going to invite them to come up now. And guys, you can pray with one of the guys. Ladies, pray with one of the ladies. But there is forgiveness and healing with Jesus Christ. We're going to sing together. And after the basket passes in front of you, if you need prayer, I want to invite you to come and pray with our ministry leaders today. Let's do that now.